0: It's Froster Bones Friday, 7 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390. Toll-free 800-529-5572. And if you're not comfortable chatting on the phone, you can go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. It'll pop up in studio. Jim did that about Mitch McConnell. He said he's married to, the, uh, to uh, Elaine Chao, uh, the classmate of the former Chinese president. Uh, He has had his uh, 1993 honeymoon in China, where he met with many CCP officials, including uh, President Zemin. uh, Chow family shipping empire fleet has grown remarkably in recent years. No potential conflict of interest here for Senator McConnell. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. Uh, I told you that I would uh, get to this uh, McCarthy thing. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was... uh, being asked uh, by a reporter about uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, and his response was pretty blatant. We'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. I'm I'm just way behind here uh, on messages and phone calls, so uh, let me reach back in time and get Aaron and on the program on a Frosty Bunch Friday. And welcome. How are you?
1: Hi, Gary. Doing good. First, let me start off by saying field, 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 brownie, brownie, brownie.
0: Um, <laughs> Brian, where's the buzzer? She, she I have can't not say got that installed yet, but it's coming up. <laughs> she she can't say that on my air. No, That's huh? so racist.
1: I did it, and I'm proud of it.
0: Yeah, okay. next thing you'll be you'll be shouting "Go Cleveland Indians!" Just don't, don't use the word that. "field" here either. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. She already did. Oh no, I missed it. See, yeah. Go ahead and what's up?
1: Well, I would hope uh, you might play a little skit that you can find on YouTube called the Kaufman Center for Coincidences. Yes, it's a pretty hilarious little skit um, having to do with sudden death syndrome, and um, it's, I would love for you to play that on there. Um, and real quickly, yesterday I called up the Republican representatives who were invited to the World Economic Forum, which is taking place next week, Daryl Issa, Rich, Salazar, and Gallagher. And um, the three of them want to know from their constituents if they should or should not attend, which I gave them a big fat No, I'm not their constituents, but regardless. Daryl office said he wants to go there in order to show them how wonderful conservatism is. Um, Gary, this is a religion with these people. If he doesn't know this by now, then he's going there for other reasons. And I made clear to their, to the caller I was, I was talking to, the stink is going to come off on them if they attend this meeting because these people are pushing the woke agenda and they want something for their attendance. You know, um, it's an unholy alliance and it's not going to bode well for their reelection. So um, those the Republican candidates this year who were um, invited to the World Economic Forum, there are Democrats, there's the governor of Georgia was uh, invited. But I wish people would call their offices and let them know, regardless of whether they're in Missouri or not. This is not going to end well for them, and I mean re-election, if they attend this, because these people are outright communists and Marxists in the worst way.
0: You know, I wish, when we talk about this, and and we do, uh, call your legislator tell them uh, you're not going to vote for them if they do this, or if they vote for that, or if they sign on to something. And the problem is that everybody is so afraid that the other guy is going to get in if they don't vote for that guy, they vote for him again, in spite of their threat. Like, I am not going to vote for Blaine Lutkemeyer if he does not get on board with the Read the Laws Act. Uh, read the bills well, act, and then uh, yeah. comes time for reelection, and everybody goes, "Well, if I don't vote for Blaine going and get the Democrat, so the threat's hollow, and they know it." Well,
1: I want them. I want people. Things have got to change. I mean, you know it. I know it. Maybe a lot of other people out there don't know it. I was on the World Economic Forum their conference, their scheduled events for next week. Go on their website if you have the time and look and see what their vision of the future of the world is. These people are nut jobs. They're communists, they're Marxists. And like I said, I do not exaggerate when I say, it is a religion with them. You're gonna, this is their vision of the world what are they doing, what are these so-called representatives doing at a meeting with these people you know, it it just you've got to call them and let them know we're not going to forget this we want to know why you attend this, why, you know, if you do choose to do so and it's the United States first or these people, you can't have it both ways, unfortunately a lot of these representatives have but um, we've got to call them out and let them know we know what they're doing. We're paying attention. We're not going yeah, to forget.
0: It be nice if we just had the courage of our convictions. Um, all right. And thank you for thank the call. You, I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's jump down here. Rick, welcome. How are you? Good, Gary. Well, this is uh,
2: Frost Your Buns. And uh, uh, the Public Service Commission or Housing Development Condition- Commission, I don't know if that's a Missouri entity or a federal government entity, but they've decided to give $15.5 million to a project in Columbia, Missouri, on Park Park, uh, Avenue Apartments, to rebuild them, when that's been planned by the city of Columbia for ages. But the true problem is workforce housing, and they decided to give it to a... This is... Uh, tax credit money they've decided to give it to an entity that doesn't pay any taxes there's no taxes paid on those um, housing development areas uh, on providence road uh, near the park and it's it's just outrageous that they have no concern about the working class but rather section eight and uh, this this should be a big uproar that they're giving this money to something that was already going to be done rather than those who are proposing to them, if you'll give us the money, we'll do this. And, of course, I'm against it all anyway, but uh, it's outrageous that they would decide to fund public housing rather than workforce housing. Thank you.
0: All right, Rick, thank you. Glad to have you on. It is Froster Buns Friday. Uh, callers, hang on. This is the shortest break in the hour. Literally the shortest break in the hour. And I'll come back and grab your calls, your comments at GaryNolan.com. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1018. Glad to have you with us on a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, so uh, this is a, a Steve Kirsch uh, video. You you don't have to see it. You can, you can hear it. Um, and uh, this is, uh, I think, what the previous caller was was talking about. Uh, it is um, the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence. Uh, this is uh, actually Steve Kirsch. Here we
3: go. Let's play this. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around, asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. We're here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart. Just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves, but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman. Schedule your appointment today at kaufmancoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency-sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. <laughs> Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. All right,
0: uh, a clever piece. Um- yeah, I I really admire people who can come up with stuff like that. Brian is one of those kind of people. He he can come up with these kinds of things. But I I just thought that was uh, pretty nicely done. Again, I, and I want to point this out because the vaccine thing keeps coming up, and it and it is a concern for me. Uh, in as much as I think young people should never have to take the damn thing, and I don't think even even seniors who take it, and I took it. Uh, I'd be a little leery of the, uh, the extra shots. Uh, I've, I've decided, and I think I've mentioned this on the year before, I'm not, I'm not going to get any more boosters. Uh, I don't think it's in my best interest. Everybody should have that right. You should have the right to make that choice. Uh, and sometimes it does get tricky. Sometimes an employer will insist. I think the employer should have the right to insist. You have the right to resist. You have the right to say, well, I'm I'm not going to work for you. I will suffer whatever other consequence. I'll go find another job somewhere else, but I am not going to risk my life. You have to make all those choices yourself. Uh, I think initially, for senior citizens, probably not a bad idea. I think now we probably have enough pharmaceutical options that uh, most of us will survive it if we get it. Perhaps not all of us, but not all of us survived the flu. And we have all kinds of options for that as well. Uh, But, you know, you see, I'm seeing story after story after story of young people who are dying. uh, Just, I mean, athletes dropping on the field. And no, I'm not saying that uh, the Buffalo player was uh, a victim of this. I I really don't think so. But uh, just too many... Too many coincidences. Too many young people just falling over dead, uh, who ordinarily are in terrific shape. There's something to this. I just, I just don't know what. I, I don't have the expertise. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free 800-529-5572. So, apparently, a reporter um, was asking uh, the speaker Kevin uh, McCarthy about Eric Swalwell. Um, you know, this is, every once in a while, You a guy like, you know, a, a swamper like McCarthy will give a good answer. Um, and he does here. Uh, Brian, go ahead, fire.
4: You said, you said you're going to let Democrats appoint their own members to the committee, but you've also indicated you're not going to let
5: them. I was play. very clear early on. Um, let me re- phrase something very direct to you. If you got the briefing I got from the FBI... You wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee, and you're going to tell me other Democrats couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like to give him a government clearance? You asked me questions about Santos, you asked the questions about Swalwell. Not only was he getting a clearance, he was inside an intel committee. He had more information than the majority of all the members. Did you ever raise that issue? No. Which you should have. You're going to tell me there's 200 other Democrats that couldn't fill that slot, but they kept him on it? The only way that they even knew it came forward is when they went to nominate him to the intel committee. And then the FBI came and told the leadership then, he's got a problem. And they kept him on. That jeopardized all of us. Adam well, Schiff uh, openly lied to the American public. All right, so we're listening in to... Into- he- all
0: right, so he, he's making the case... And why didn't the Democrats drop him? I mean, he was sleeping with a Chinese spy. Oh, what, what information? And on that committee, what information did he, during pillow talk, share with his trusted uh, concubine? <sighs> I don't know. We are in so much trouble. All right, 874-9390, toll-free uh, to it, it, the uh, the IRS, the the, the Republicans want to get rid of uh, at least some of them. Do uh, the IRS, as we know, at least the uh, the tax on uh, productivity, and go to the fair tax. And I argue one of the reasons that we ought to get rid of it is because it, it's a drain on the economy, and it gives up all of your financial privacy. And it threatens your livelihood. If you make a mistake, you could be in so much trouble. There is no agency in the United States government, not one, not any agency that is more dangerous than the Internal Revenue Service. I think it intimidates legislators. I think it scares everybody. I don't know anybody who gets a letter from the IRS that their heart doesn't skip a beat when they see that on the envelope, that it's from the Treasury. It's omnipotent. It reaches into every nook and cranny of your life. How much did you spend on credit? How much did you spend uh supporting candidates, how much did you give to charity? How much did you earn? Did you, you know, you know, are are you buying more socks than you have enough money for? Did you cheat somewhere? Let's audit you. Let's make you show all these receipts and keep this information for 7 years at least. I, they are way too powerful and they need go away. The fair tax is a perfectly reasonable way to get rid of them. But the IRS has one more I would argue uh, a negative in their column. That is that the President of the United States can y- sick the IRS on their opponents. Uh, and they've been doing it. And they've been doing it for years, uh, the Obama administration uh, has has done this. Uh, other presidents have done this, and it starts uh, many many uh, years ago i mean it 's not something recent. The IRS has always been a problem. Uh, there is no direct evidence that President Coolidge personally directed the IRS to punish political enemies, but his Treasury Secretary, banker and uh, industrialist, Andrew Mellon, had no such scruples. Secretary Mellon's target was Senator James Cousins, Michigan, a former general manager at Ford, Ford Motor Company and fellow millionaire who launched a congressional probe of tax rebates given to Mellon companies during World War I. Mellon six the irs on their political enemy uh, on his political enemy franklin roosevelt same thing he 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 used the irs uh against a host of political rivals and business opponents ranging from huey long uh, of louisiana united mine workers leader john lewis uh, Representative Hamilton uh, Fish, Republican in New York, Chicago Tribune publisher Robert Colonel McCormick, phil- uh, he he went after a ton of people using the IRS because it's that powerful. President Kennedy, same thing. Uh, he uh, his administration uh, went after a couple of people, uh, in- including. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa, it doesn't stop there. It goes on. President Nixon famously used the IRS to go after his political enemies. Um, Ehrlichman uh, directs the IRS to audit Democrat rivals Hubert Humphrey, Edward Kennedy, uh, Edmund Muskie, and more. But wait, it doesn't stop there. President Clinton used the IRS to go after his enemies. President Bush did the same thing. IRS needs to go away. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 1035, glad to have you with us. It is Froster Buns Friday. I bring up the fair tax. Reason Magazine did a piece on this. Uh, Watching a good idea enter the corridors of government is like dropping a seed into a desert. There's so much potential there with virtually no chance of taking root. So it's with a proposal in the House of Representatives to overhaul the tax system and, importantly, abolish the uh, Internal Revenue Service. Unfortunately, the very things that make that tax agency so widely despised by the public make it highly prized by politicians. Instead of adding 87,000 new agents to weaponize the IRS against small business owners in the middle class, the bill would eliminate the need for the department entirely by simplifying the tax code with provisions that work for the American people and encourage growth and innovation. Uh, He's talking about the the fair tax, which is a really, really great idea. Um, in fact, we've got a, an excerpt here, a guy who wrote a book. He's a former uh, IRS agent, and what is you know, what his life is like. Um, working for a, an organization that has a, a history of intrusiveness, abuse, uh, and uh, political weaponization. You go to a party and you say you're from the IRS, half the people move to another room said Richard Schickel, a retired IRS senior collections officer, told Bloomberg for a story about rock-bottom morale at the agency. After a while, your wife and relatives get tired of listening to your stories. They say, how could you take those people's houses and their businesses? Yeah. Get rid of the IRS. Who he you, hey, you want to hear a phone killer, Brian? Who here loves the IRS? Give me a call. <laughs> I mean, that's a phone killer. Nobody likes the IRS. Everybody hates it. Why would, you know, why then are if, we not... If everyone hates it, why is it so difficult to get rid of? Because legislators don't want to. For, let me start with the... Let me. I'm going to go to the phones here in a minute, so callers, hang on. I'll start with the Democrats. The Democrats like to increase spending for social programs and then allege they're going to get the money from rich people... And their argument is they they should pay for it because they can. In fact, they even pretend that somehow they they used something up some uh, some valuable, irreplaceable commodity by creating their successful business. You know, you drove on our roads. Uh, you got kids. Uh, you got people educated in our schools. Like <laughs> like they had nothing to do with it. Um, so they. Uh, They don't want to get rid of it. It's a political hammer that they get to use. Oh, those Republicans looking for tax cuts for their rich Republican friends. As though rich people don't pay their fair share, which is their argument. So they're never going to get rid of it. Republicans aren't going to get rid of it either. They use it to their advantage. Tax breaks for some groups. Audits for others. Just like the Democrats do. It's a powerful weapon. You get rid of the Internal Revenue Service, it's like yanking the heart out of the beast. Nobody wants to do it. But I don't know anybody that actually likes the IRS. I don't know anybody who doesn't get happy, or I'm sorry, who gets happy when they get a letter from the IRS. You know, if you get a letter from the Treasury, is uh, you know, unexpected and you're happy about it, give me a call. Because it makes my heart skip a beat. Get rid of it. And the Republicans could have done it several times over, but never did. And the Democrats never will. I don't know. Let me go to the phones. I promised I would. Donna, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show.
4: Hi, Gary. Hi. I had a little experience with the IRS myself. My husband made a donation to either the Republican party or the NRA. Anyways, um, next thing we know, we're getting a letter in the mail from the IRS and this went on for three years. They say that they audit you for the next three years if you get that letter. Anyways, I was trying to straighten it out with the lady on the phone one day. And I asked her, I said, how much more of my money are you going to want? And she just laughed at me she said, what do you mean your money? And I just, like, took a step back. I couldn't believe she said that Yeah, that's
0: that's what they believe. They believe it's theirs and what's left over you can have.
4: Yep. Several thousand dollars later, we finally got it straightened up. And just last week, I got a thing in the mail from the IRS. And like you said, my heart skipped a beat. But thank yeah. God it was another audit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but when you, when you get that letter unexpectedly, nobody jumps for joy. Unless you can see it. Unless you can see a check through the window, you're not a happy person.
4: No, I wasn't. <laughs> I right. didn't get to the mailbox until later on that day. So all day long, it's like, oh my God, what are they going to do to me now? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <Anyway>. te- <laughs> it's
0: terrible. Donna, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, nobody's uh, happy about th- that letter coming in. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good.
2: You know, you look at things with such a skewed vision. You think that that somebody didn't plant all those documents in Biden's office so that they could discover them? I mean, and the IRS? I mean, my family immigrated to the United States, and we've been on the public dole ever since. And who'd collect all that money from you good-working, hard-working people <laughs> if the IRS wasn't there to give it to me? Come on, man. Look at things with a different view of vision.
0: Come on, man! Right out of Biden's lexicon. Right. come on, man! <laughs> All right, Gary. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah. Uh, why don't? Why aren't they gone? You cannot tell me that there are more people who are happy with uh, a tax on income than aren't. I don't buy that, uh, but we. Nobody's getting rid of it. Uh, Brian says, I'm still getting letters from the IRS saying I owe my share responsibility from as far back as 2017. They go in the circular file. You owe what? Your shared responsibility. Oh, maybe your tax. Pro- I don't know. Uh, Mike says, uh, please add these lines to certainties in life. Money always wins. The FBI and IRS are both crooked as dogs as a dog's hind leg okay those are prolific words of wisdom uh it is roster buns friday uh you may be wanting to talk about something else you may want to vent about another topic and uh actually we we invite you to do that you can sort of take over the program today but i you know if the house of representatives uh wants to introduce this bill we should be getting it it should be it should be signed it should be passed it should should go away i can't there's only one other uh uh way to um to create the revenue that's necessary to run the government uh, and that would be a tax uh at the manufacturing level when the product is made. Uh, And sold to distributors, retailers, etc. That's where the tax could come. Kind of like an excise tax. But we're so deep in debt. We need every dime we can get. We just need to find a way to make it less expensive to collect. And that's the beauty of the fair tax. The expense to collect the fair tax is much lower than the expense involved in collecting the uh, the income tax. So you you can collect the same amount of money but have it go further. If you want to get out from under any of these government programs in the long run, I'm talking uh, Social Security, Medicare, uh, any of those things, you got to have the fair tax. There's no other way to do it. I'll explain that in just a minute. Uh, it's a Froster Buns Friday on the Gary Nolan Show. On the Zimmer Radio Network. It's, <laughs> it's 49 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Just made it back. I, I wanted Brian to go out and get me a coffee, but he, he, he refused. Uh, I, I'm not sure, Brian, that may be grounds for punishment of some kind. Sorry about that. I was kind of busy. Back uh, in the room again. Brian said the shared responsibility was the Obamacare tax. I didn't pay it. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, See, that's. Now, Brian, you know, we've been waiting for HR to send us that, you know, that. Yes, our rebate. It's because of people like Brian who who didn't pay it. That's what it is. That's all, Brian. Yeah, Brian, it's your fault. Speed it up already? Please. Uh, Let's see. On a Froster Buns Friday, uh, the Biden documents. Vic is on the line. Vic, welcome. How are you?
6: I'm doing great, Gary. Thanks for uh, having me. But the questions I want to know about these Biden classified documents is doesn't the National Archives have a catalog or someone who tracks these documents that, to know that these documents are missing? And then after five years, uh, why did why did why did all of a sudden they get discovered? Who turned on Biden and to, uh, you know, make this an issue? Why didn't they just burn them? Or uh, just they secretly, you know, silently just return them. I'd just like to know who turned on Biden and, and caused this uh, caused this flap. And also, I'd like to know what was in in them, and uh, and why and why he had them in the. Why didn't anybody even ask why he had them in the first place? And right, there's so many are, questions these, re, these reporters right, first, don't ask, and and they're not even curious about.
0: First, <clears throat> as soon as they turn them over to the archive. Uh, That's a problem. That's when they have to contact justice and let them know. So that's why they weren't quietly turned over. Now, as for what...
6: Is there really any justice anymore? No. Exactly. So they can do anything they want to. They run the government.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, as for what's in the documents, I'm dying to know as well. But they are top secret, so we're likely not to... I would be interested in finding out if they're related to the uh, barista uh, deal in, in uh, Ukraine uh, to see if it's in any way protecting his son. Um, exactly. I, I, I don't understand how they could be moved from place to place. Who moved them? I don't know who did that. uh um, you know, were the people who found them qualified to look at top secret documents? You know, nobody's done a background check on you and me. Uh, we can't uh, read those documents. Uh, somebody apparently did, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, all
6: just—it's all just a charade. You know, when they found them two months ago, you know, they should have—it should have been released. You know, right before the election, but they never released anything before the election, you know, just like Hunter's laptop, any, anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, the media and the Democrats are all the same. And unfortunately...
0: Yeah, I would, you know, I should... Uh, I'd be curious to see how far back that goes. Yeah, there are, you know, an event happens that doesn't come out in a timely fashion if it's a Democrat, but it comes out in a timely fashion if it's a Republican. Uh, if they're If they're going to go raid or arrest a Republican... Or an outspoken conservative, uh, somehow it slips, and and CNN gets word at uh, four o'clock in the morning to be at their house. When it's a Democrat, it's like, what? When did that happen? Two months ago? Oh, that's it's old. It's old news.
6: Absolutely. I just like still just like to know who turned on Biden. Why? Why this is even an issue? You know, it all could have they control everything it could all, could all been swept under the under the rug and, and never even came out but there, I, I think there's something going on here that uh, they're wanting to move him out of the way or or create some trouble for him or something
0: <clears throat> well that's a that's a theory we uh we talked about earlier this morning whether or not this this uh top secret document thing and and by the way there's one more thing you didn't throw out there is that he didn't have the power at the time when those documents left uh, the White House, to declassify them.
6: They were... Uh, he was just the vice president, he, and supposedly he didn't even have the uh, clearance to even look at them or have possession of them, being the vice president, which is... Well, he sort of he could
0: have looked at them, but I don't think he'd have... But that doesn't give him the power to take them away. And one other, you know, because everybody is saying, oh, it's not the same as Donald Trump. It really it's different. You know, you say what you will about Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago, the Secret Service, where they're watching over everything. Secret Service for years did not look at his garage or protect his Corvette.
6: Yeah, so. just uh, unbelievable that Lady Justice is not blind anymore. Unfortunately,
0: nope, <laughs> she is not. Vic, thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm good, good Gary. Thanks. I, I don't know what the deal is. The guy had those documents stored with his Corvette. Everybody knows if you have a Corvette, you keep it secure. You keep it in a safe place. I just don't understand what the big deal is. <laughs> My Corvette's in a lock garage.
0: That's right. There yeah. you go. What why, else is there to know about it? Why bother I mean, with a safe Why bother with a safety deposit box or a secure... skip?
2: Anybody who's got a Corvette, they keep it in a safe place. I just don't understand what the big deal is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel better already, Mike. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Kent, good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good, Gary. Thank you. Uh,
7: uh, When I was in the Navy, I was at Radio Monday and and we had top secret clearances. And I, when, that, when that message got around and everybody read it, we shredded it, and uh, you guarded that with your life. Even, it was so, you had to take so much care. You take that shredded paper and go out to, on a burn run in a big fire pit, and you had to burn all that stuff. And you took a poker and, and stirred it around to make sure there wasn't a little piece. that was a quarter of an inch in, in size. Make sure it was uh, it was burnt. So uh, you know we had to safeguard our stuff real. I mean, with your life, more or less. And I can't understand how how these guys get by with this crap.
0: Well, you're uh, <clears throat> obviously not a Democrat. Um, obviously not. So that's why you got to be really, really careful. And if you'd <laughs> made a mistake, you'd probably be uh, sending me a letter from the Huskow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I probably been 11 words cuz they they took it very seriously. Yeah. Uh not 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 for uh not for some people. No, Ken, apparently. thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Yeah, there's a two-tiered system of justice. You betcha. 874-9390 toll-free 800-529-5572. Uh let's see. There's a uh, apparently uh, they've come up with this this way to make uh, rodents young again, uh, they think they can do it with people. Boston labs um, old blind mice regain their eyesight, developed smarter, younger brains, built healthier muscle and kidney tissue. Uh, the, they did these experiments um, and it shows that age aging is a reversible process. ...capable of being driven forward uh, and backwards at will. Uh, David uh, Sinclair is an um, anti-aging expert, professor of genetics... uh, ...and he said our bodies hold a backup uh, copy of our youth... ...that can be triggered to regenerate. He is the uh, senior author in a new paper showcasing the work of his lab... ...and international scientists... The combined experiments uh, published for the first time Thursday, the journal sell our DNA. It, it, it challenged scientific belief that aging is the result of genetic mutations that undermine our DNA. They actually think they can reverse aging. Yeah, they already did a Twilight Zone episode on that, and it didn't turn out real well. <laughs> oh, well, all right. And that going all the way. He regressed all the way back to the baby stage. Uh, <laughs> if you could take a shot and be 35, 40 years younger, would you take it? No, sir. I wouldn't want you to either, Brian. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the next segment. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.